Hello everyone, I'm Annie Gibbons and you're listening to Memoirs of Successful Women, the podcast where you get to hear candid conversations with fascinating women from around the globe who share aspects of their business and life journey, how they measure their success and what they have learnt along the way. Well, hello and welcome to Memoirs of Successful Women. Today, I'm introducing you to Dr. Michelle Wright, who is the recipient of the Nations of Women Change Makers Award 2021. She's also a Global Leadership Award winner and nominee of Every Life Foundation of Rare Diseases, Rare Voice this year. She's also got awards for diversity, empowerment. She's all things uh, health equity, health opportunities for particularly children and those who are disadvantaged and need an ambassador to champion them in their health and wellness. So welcome to the program, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me, and I am so happy to be here, Annie. (laughs) Such a delight to have you on my program, and I just know that my listeners around the globe are going to just love meeting you uh, because you're a woman who's just, you know, that's right, you haven't just done a PhD in public policy and have been involved, you know, I know you've also got Masters of Science degrees and you've been in the areas of, you know, STEM engineering and so forth but you're actually just you know this passionate queen who is just you know I know your mantra as you shared with me is the best is yet to come and I love that you know you're a woman who goes and says let's rise up let's empower others let's make this world a better place so oh my goodness I'm looking forward to tapping into you know what you stand for and so that you can share with the listeners what you're truly passionate about so let's just start with uh you know pretty much what what does the world of Michelle look like what do you do on a daily basis a weekly basis and just so that the listeners can get a bit of a picture of who you are behind the titles so let me think about what I'm not doing that's probably an easier place (laughs) to start so every day I start my day waking up grateful to God to see another day and I also started with a fresh cup of coffee served by my husband so that's how I start my day. And that kind of, you know, kicks off my brain as far as what are we going to work on today? Because I have so many different projects going on. Yeah, I have a, a national organization of African-Americans with cystic fibrosis, which I co-founded and all the numerous different initiatives under that umbrella. And then I have the My Water Buddy, My Learning Buddy umbrella that I have to work on and think about. And then I have all these other boards I serve on, such as the Milton Pitts Crenshaw Aviation Training Academy, which I am the president and board chair to help underrepresented students pursue careers in STEM. Mm. So, and sometimes I want to do nothing but sit in front of the TV and have a (laughs) cup of coffee. (laughs) 
I mean, it all it all depends. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on what's happening every day. And I tell you what, to keep that balance, you need to have those moments of just sitting there in front of the TV and just having your coffee and just just being right. Uh, I know you're just across so many different projects. Let's just tell um, the listeners then of why cystic fibrosis. You know, is this an area that you have got someone that you're you you're you're passionate about who has this condition is it you know is it something you've had yourself you know what's what's been the link there I have actually been fortunate not to have cystic fibrosis but cystic fibrosis uh, has been an integral part of my journey my husband was actually 54 years old uh, when he was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis <laughs> and that's unique from two perspectives very He's African-American and sucking his age. Mm. So because it took so long for him to be diagnosed and because there's an assumption that certain populations cannot get cystic fibrosis, this became a passion of ours to start the National Organization of African-Americans with Cystic Fibrosis, also abbreviated as NOACEL. N-O-A-A-C-L. Mm-hmm. And we have been on a mission. We have been busy. Even um, most recently, a couple of weeks ago, we had the opportunity to speak at the North American Assisted Fibrosis Conference. That was our second year speaking on health equity. So we had um, that honor and just being joined by a phenomenal um, panel including uh, Dr. Jennifer Teller-Kowser, Dr. Susanna uh, McCauley. We also was led by um, Dr. Greg Sawicki and Dr. Megan uh, McGarry. Then we had other guests. So we have really been using our platform to really raise awareness, to engage, to educate, and not only in the African-American community, but across all platforms and demographics yeah well done you well done you because you know we can get upset about things we can just go there that's yeah you know there is an inequality there it's not right it's not okay and it can make people angry it can make them frustrated but you're a you're you're an action woman you know you're a change agent you're like no way i'm actually going to champion this and make sure that people are aware and uh and and also having a situation that you're not the norm you know i i I work in that sort of world too i'm an i'm a ceo of an eye health charity and that's right sometimes you don't fit all the tickets you know for for my condition it's like that's right you weren't diagnosed at a certain age or or presenting in a certain way but stuff can still happen and so we do need to make sure that everyone is uniquely aware of you know that's right their own bodies their own health conditions what is happening um with them so well done you tell me about my water buddy and my learning buddy you know these are two massive uh frameworks that you're putting through through schools helping children particularly those who um, need to be a lot more health aware and and be able to be empowered to take steps to improve you know their own health and obviously wellness and life so tell the listeners all about those great um, corporations really aren't they yes absolutely so I started several years back with realizing I struggle to drink water and water has such an amazing effect 
on your body, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. And it's, it's, it's just good and pure. Hmm. So I say, if I'm having trouble drinking water, what can I do to advocate, especially for children, to hmm. make water not only fun to drink, but cool to drink? And that is when I developed my water buddy as a symbol to water, just like Popeye was to spinach. But then I realized he needed a family. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, I developed the My Water Buddy and family. And I happen to have one of my books here. Oh, show us your book. For those watching in on YouTube, it's called <laughs> The Water Table. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have uh, My Water Buddy, of course. And then you have all the characters that's featured in the body. So you have um, Boney uh, the Bone, Pumpy the Heart, you have Tummy the Stomach, you have the Twin Lungs, Arian Breezy, you have the Twin Kidneys, uh, <laughs> uh, Gushy and Flushy, you have Flowey the Blood Drop, and you got to have the Brain. You have um, um, Wizzy the Brain, and you have I think I mentioned Pumpy the Heart. So all these come together synergistically to make up the body of my water buddy. And they work together in synergy to show the benefits of water, not only on the body as a whole, but individually on individual parts and organs. So we take on stories and we even develop a podcast which has won numerous awards that we are proud of. And people can actually go to Podbean or either our website, which is mywaterbuddy.com and actually listen to the podcast. It's it's 10 episodes and each one features a different character uh, and a different story of life that's inspirational to not only children, but their parents and their families. Mm. So that's exciting. But I didn't want to stop there. I wanted to do more to impact children. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I've been on several boards Mm. with a focus on STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, because I have a background Mm. in STEM. And so I developed, I, I, decided to, you know, venture out and develop my learning buddy. Yeah. So my water buddy focuses more on the um, animated uh, focus on health, whereas my learning buddy focuses on the educational component, but still featuring those characters and with a focus on edutainment. And I say edutainment because kids are actually being entertained why they being educated. Yeah. So it makes education and learning just fun and again, cool to children. And I actually developed two curriculums I'm proud of. One is a um, social emotional uh, curriculum. I don't know how yeah. uh, you can, can see that. It. Nice. Yeah. And my other is a pretty extensive STEM curriculum and you can see all the different characters in his body yeah. I love the characters it's so yes. cool. 
So those are for elementary grade students and, and we have puppets, anything to help children want to stay engaged, want to learn, want to grow. Yeah, absolutely essential. I love what you've done there because when you when I first looked at your project and I went the water buddy, you know, because drinking water is not so cool. It's like, it is such a hard message to go drink more water. And you kind of go, well, why? You know, it's kind of like going, you know, if you have the outcome is because you have better skin or whatever, you know, if you're t- telling a child, they're like, I've already got awesome skin. Like it's oh. irrelevant, right? Why not? Why not just grab a can of Coke? It's all liquid, right? So oh. I, I love the way you've approached it that, you know, you've got you've got these characters and that's the whole kid's world, isn't it? It's like you're drinking water because all of these little characters are then happy and healthy and thriving. And that is, you know, that is the sum of your parts, right? And you relate to that. And so as an educationalist, I totally dig what you've done there. And I can just see why it's become so successful. Because if I was that, you know, six-year-old, eight-year-old, you know, 10-year-old going, yeah, why why drink water? Because I'm actually, you know, like I'm a living, breathing machine here. (laughs) I've got to treat myself well, you know, otherwise that's right, these little characters inside me are not going to be so happy. Uh, And so, and that's what it's all about. And I love it. Write the books, get it into the curriculums. How did you find the challenge then from being a woman who goes, you know what, you know, I can can make these things happen, I can create it, design it, but then actually implement it, right? Where we're about teaching women here on how to be successful and how to be change agents and how to actually, you know, practice what you preach, you know, be impactful. So you then got a, a massive program that you're proud of, but then you actually need to get it to the learners, get it into those schools, get it to the key people. What, were, what was your journey there and what were the challenges? The challenges is from day one, and that's moving from creation to implementation. You hear so often people say, oh, that was my idea. That was my idea, but it's not your ideal until it's implemented. Mm -hmm. So implementation is the action to move it into becoming a reality and to get it from, you know, being a, a thought to actually implementing it was a long process. You talking about uh, working to design the characters. And I was fortunate to work with an excellent graphic uh, designer uh, named Saxton, um, able to write the stories, understand what's gonna be their special powers, what makes them unique. Um, Just coming, actually writing these curriculums, bringing the right people to the table. And I can tell, people, it's going to get challenging, yeah. but you just can't quit. And if nobody else believes in your project, you have to be your biggest cheerleader yes. and make sure you are surrounding yourself with individuals like a Andy, a Annie uh, Gilbins mm-hmm. uh, that believes in you and that can tell your story and encourage you. So my circle is so wonderful. I have people in my circle that believe in me and I have a husband Mm. that believes in me, parents and and friends and siblings. And that's so important. And sometimes you just have to regroup. You may get brain fog. uh, You may be stuck 
on one ideal. But the biggest challenge to me, believe it or not, has been to find those individuals mm. that want to collaborate. Uh, it's been challenging not only as a female, but as an African-American woman. You know, mm. I want my project on Disney and Netflix. Yeah. But it's a process to get there. And I do believe more women are in the process of becoming directors, becoming producers, becoming writers, creators, and really just paving the way for bigger and better things to think outside the box. And that's what my water buddy and my learning buddy are, is outside the box. And that's when you know you have something special, <laughs> when you can dare to think outside the box. Yeah. And that's, that's what I do. Yeah, that's right. You do it and then you back yourself and you make it happen. And that's it. You need to have a couple of the elements that you were sharing there is to be able to go, I back myself. I believe in this. This is necessary. I'm going to back myself to make it happen, you know, um, aside from what other people might think, What aside from their belief in me, if they think it's possible, if they think I'm going to get it on Netflix or on a, on a Disney channel or wherever, it's kind of like going, well, I believe it. And I, not only do I have to believe it, I have to actually do it and then make those proactive steps to surround yeah. yourself. You mentioned a couple of elements there. One of it was, you know, your fans. And if you've got an amazing family, like blessings to you, if you don't, Find yourself that tribe. Find yourself the, the some of those parts of who are the, your accountability partners, your your mentors, your cheerleaders, and people with those skills, right? Because we don't all have all of those skills are unique specialties, you know. And we we do as entrepreneurs learn a lot of tips and tricks along the way and make things happen. But then you then open yourself up to a world of, you know, suddenly getting animated characters for your, your programs and doing the tech and doing the, um, you know, the requirements of, you know, almost gamifying that, you know, how do you engage young learners? These are all, you know, specific skill sets that you then need a team who can take you to that level collectively to rise so that when you have that opportunity for a Disney or, or a, a platform to to um have you at that table you're ready to go oh it's a no-brainer you know I have that product and I'm proud of it and it meets the requirements and you say something so important be ready I'm already packed yeah. I've already written the script to the the animated movie yeah I'm expecting it to be one of the top sellers of all times even even surpassing um other uh top animated movies. And so I just believe that much in this. And when you believe in your project, you hold it like a baby and you just wait for others to get the memo. I already have the memo. I already <laughs> know how special and phenomenal it is. So other people may be late to the table. Yeah. They just need to hope there's a seat at the table by the time they arrive. So... <laughs> I love the way you frame that. And that's why you're on this program. It's like, I'm not hoping to get to the table. I'm already there. I'm surprised people haven't oh, arrived to join me yet. It's kind of like, you know, what has taken you so long to find this amazing product? Like, it's like, it's done, it's sealed, it's still, you know, I've delivered it. 
uh, I'm actually watching you be a little bit slow and receptive, you know, and also I'll help yeah. fill in the dots. You know, it's actually having that mindset, that boldness, that confidence, that dedication, that true belief in your genius zone of what you've created and actually then go, okay, well, why wouldn't someone want this rather than please pick me? That's a massive shift, isn't it? Yes. Why not? Pick me. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Did you always have that kind of tenacious mindset of I will just make things happen? Or was there a change in you, a shift in you at some stage in your life that you went, you know what? I am a woman who is more than capable. I need to really start believing myself and stepping up. Was Was there a moment that you actually suddenly thought I need to to lift myself more and and put myself out there more? My parents did such a good job at an early age, sowing those seeds into me. My mom made sure um, when we turned working age to take us straight to work, made sure we stay focused, made sure we believed in ourselves. Um, You know, my dad always made sure, you know, we were, focus on going to next levels and and together we just could not fail. Mm -hmm. But one thing is something about when you feel you threw in the towel, towel prematurely. Mm. And I don't like the way it feels when I quit and when I don't give something my best because I realized it's not just about me. It's about the children, it's about young women, it's about the underserved or disadvantaged that's looking at me as a role model or even a mentor Mm. or a roadmap to their success. So that's something I carry so seriously on my shoulders. Mm. And just like I stand on my parents' shoulders and all the, the um, forerunners and pioneers and trailblazers, I have to take responsibility for who's standing on my shoulders. And you never know who's watching you. You never know who you are influencing. And that's our responsibility. And I want to make sure I leave my mark to know that I made a difference mm. for not only today, but for generations to come. I want to see that day when a child walks in the store and rushes to get water because they say this is the coolest thing in the world to drink Mm -hmm. and inadvertently improve their health. And not only that, to develop games and different products to inspire young children to want to go into STEM, to want to go become a medical doctor, to want to learn about their body, to teach them about their bodies and the importance of not only the function of their bodies, but again, the positive and wonderful impacts that drinking water brings to the table. Mm -hmm. 
You're certainly going to leave an amazing legacy one day, sweetheart. Oh my gosh, you are you are just smacking it out there. And I love that focus on STEM because that is that is the future. You know, it's innovation. Everything is technology based, right? And if you don't have uh, that sort of um, coming into a, a mindset of young people that you know that they will love technology, they'll be interested in technology and science, medicine, things that are, are, are part of the day to day requirements of modern society and will be all requirements of the future you know uh it's just so important what i love um you have what you have done is not just focus on the child you've also brought the whole family connection in it and i'm hearing that from what you've you've shared about your family and the importance of being centered and grounded and having that community around you because that's right you can learn something a child can learn something at a school but if they don't then take it home to an environment that is supportive of that then it's just a concept you know if you learn all about water and how important it is to your body and 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 um and then you you then get go home and you just go well all we have is soft drink or you know um, bad foods and and no one else believes this there's a disconnect so it is so important to take those families has that been a harder part of the equation you know it's sometimes I find that it's not the people you're serving it's those people are aligned to support the people you're serving right that's right that's right because (laughs) it can be the hardest part (laughs) yes I mean you need that consistency and that's why educating the family is so important. And that's why I didn't call it my water buddy and friends. Mm. You know, friends can come and go, Mm. but family is something you born into. It's it's blood and spirit connected. Mm. And that's why it was important to me to call it my water buddy and family, not only because you are born with your organs, but family has um, that support mechanism and, they are part of life. They are part of your life. And it was important for me to bring that aspect mm. in. So that's why this is my water buddy and family and not my water buddy and friends. Fair enough. Fair enough. Tell me about the social emotional aspect of the courses that you have, because that's really important. That all links to that whole, you know, the engagement piece rather than information, actually allowing that application to the the consumer, if you like, that child, that person learning this information. How do you approach that and why is it so important? It's important because sometimes children just need a little more support. You know, they may not need to be sent to the corner or be disciplined mm. or be expelled. And I feel with the right social emotional concepts, especially integrated into a teaching to like my learning buddy, social emotional curriculum, it's going to benefit not only that student. But the whole system, from an educational perspective, the teacher, the administrators, the parents, and it's really teaching the importance of social emotional skills from a systematic perspective. And that's why I'm really proud of that. In a way, these curriculums were designed, they can be adjusted to that child's learning level. So you have different levels that you can adapt the curriculum to. And again, even if you think about um, 
from a social emotional perspective, sometimes even if you think about your uh, special ed platform, a lot of times they need um, sensory things like color, shapes, different things like that to engage. Mm. So regardless of the educational level and where they act, these curriculums have something for them. And that was important mm. to me. Mm. So if they need more or they need less, then they can adapt accordingly. Yeah, I love that because you're going to, in any school environment, not only have the age levels, but you're also going to have issues of, you know, learning difficulties. You're going to have bullying. You're going to have fears. You're going to have self-esteem issues. You're going to have a lot of peer pressure. You're going to have potential, you know, um, issues like autism, you know, uh, all of these sorts of um, the breadth of humanity, right, and the way we treat each other and our own health and things that are actually just pre predisposed to us genetically. There's just such a, there's such a cocktail of, you know, diversity in any um, group of um, children, schools, families. And so having programs that can actually be adapted, that can be implemented so it's real and it's authentic and it, and it makes sense you know, rather than just content. And that's why I love the, the approach that you've had. It's not just information. Uh, information, people go, oh, well, I'll accept it if I relate to it. Um, and often I don't because it's not meaningful. Whereas if you're able to adapt it to a, a breadth of um, consumers, you're going to be able to um, really um, make a market. It's going to become really powerful. And power, therefore, allows you to influence and be impactful. And that's what you're all about. You're about being impactful and making a global change in this area. So Thank you started you. this in the US and, and has it gone global? You know, is this available in all countries? How have you gone about sort of just expanding your reach with these programs? So I'm actually doing that now with uh, my podcast, um, getting it out there. And what's interesting, you mentioned things like artis um, autism and, and things of that sort. Hmm. The Water Tales book and my, and I'll show it again, the, the, hopefully you can yes. see it. It actually, um, like I mentioned, features 10 different tales. Hmm that's applicable to children. And one deals with autism, another one deals with peer pressure and different things facing your fears. So each one focusing on different subjects, again, that are important from a child's perspective and a holistic um, family perspective. Mm -hmm. And so from a global perspective, anybody can go to our website, mywater buddy.com and look look at the podcast directly from the the website or they can go to Podbean. But our goal is to make this a global sensation. Yeah. So children everywhere speaking all different types of languages can speak water in their own language and say mom, dad, uh, teacher, grandma, I want some water. So mm -hmm. that's exciting. Yeah. And I love that because on a global perspective, it's not even just in our area of the world where drink water rather than 
poor health choices, you know, just too much sugars and others. In other parts of the world, I know I've just spoken on Lady America's summit. I mean, you know, you're hearing women who are saying, you know, people are spending hours a day just even finding water, getting water. You know, what makes me make that effort? If I have, you know, um, soft drinks available on tap and I actually have to, you know, spend periods of the day even just accessing water and then quality of water. This is what I love, you know, at a higher level. Once you've got these platforms, we can actually bring to the table these really important topics of equity, health equity. You know, how do we actually have a world where, oh, my gosh, you know, people are missing out on opportunities to um, to learn, to be educated because they actually don't have equality in these areas. They don't have equal access to health choices uh these are the issues that we want to be able to to discuss right i'm so glad you mentioned that because a good friend of mine named lumbi malumbo yes i know lumbi oh i love lumbi she is the ceo and founder of jb gondolo and they are doing a phenomenal job on raising awareness raising funds and doing projects to bring water to much needed areas like Zimbabwe and other areas of Africa, to the Navajo Nation, to Flint, Chicago. And that's why it's so important to collaborate um, and network. So I have team up with um, her to work with her. She's doing Voices for Water. And she just recently did Music for Water and one of my closest friends, Shauna Lindsay, actually was the inaugural winner for the Global Music for Water competition with her song, Live Love. So we can all come together in synergy yeah. and support each other. Like I'm one of Lumbi's biggest cheerleaders. She's one of mine. And be, so because we have to work in synergy to make a difference. Yes. And I love it. Like every time she's over there dr- drilling these boreholes for water, I would say, yes, she's doing it again. Yeah. So, Yeah, and that's <laughs> it. It's about women collaborating globally and men, you know, collectively um, actually seeing these needs, right? We want to have platforms mm-hmm. that relate and are available and accessible. And then we also want to start talking about the real issues. And I love what Lumbi, Lumbi um, does and stands for, because that's right. That's what we need to have awareness of and where that, that then rolls out the disadvantage. Because if you are, as Lumbi will clearly communicate, you know, if a woman, a young girl, a woman takes, you know, three hours a day, six hours a day collecting water for her community, you're not then able to be educated. You're not then able to run, you know, a small business. You're not able to farm. You're not able to be just because of the practicalities of time and access and then water quality. So when you're in these positions of influence, which I know you are, Michelle, you're able to partner with people like Lumbi and it's so important. And I love the networks that you've got because, you know, women like you will make that change, right? You need people to actually be saying it's not okay. If everybody will give just a little bit more, yes, I really believe there will be nobody in need. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So um, much more to do. So, 
so much more to do, which then, you know, this is a podcast called Memoirs of Successful Women. You're a successful woman. You're on all these boards and, and you're um, at, working at a high level. And then it's also then this that juggle of time. It's, it's being able to keep you in that space of your genius zone of being able to tap into, yeah, what do I do well? Where is my best value? As opposed to, and then that requires that whole network of people supporting you right? It requires people be able to use their area of influence and expertise to make it happen so that you can stay championing and pushing those boundaries, right? Of which there are many, but the opportunities are limitless. So it's a crazy world. You must just see opportunity everywhere. Yes, yes. But you know, you you start with your priorities and, uh, you know, you, you set your goals, know what your vision is going to be and don't be afraid of no don't be afraid of failing uh I said not too long ago uh, failure is just the training ground for success mm. so you just have to give life your best and sometimes I think we are too hard on not only other people but ourselves Mm. And sometimes we have to be a little kinder to the, to ourselves and, and celebrate, celebrate some of the small achievements, even if it's getting up and having a mind to want to do something and learn how to reach out to the Annie Gibbons, the, the Louis uh, Lumbi Malumbos, the um, Shauna Lindsay and all these different people in, in, in my circle, I have been blessed to um, connect with and even across other um, groups like um, Linda Blunt with the Black Women Health Imperative and all these other groups, even in the cystic fibrosis um, arena, you can't do it by yourself. Exactly. And I would encourage other organizations out there, don't forget the underserved organizations like us Mm. Mm. want to have to team up with someone Mm. and make sure when you're partnering and you're teaming up and you're collaborating to make sure that your top touch points are reaching those in need the underprivileged the Mm. underserved the disadvantaged and the underrepresented so Mm. and that's what we hear um trying to do uh, from from different projects, but also, you know, that's that's on the uh, health equity side, but also when it comes to uh, developing and expanding and grow, Mm. team up, come to the table and take a chance. Yeah. And fail forward, fail forward. That's what I say, you know, expect to fail. If you are not pushing, pushing, pushing and failing regularly, you know, and then defining failure as just a learning opportunity, right? It's about failing forward. It's like, wow, I I hit a wall. Okay, how do I get around it? How do I open a new door? How do I network with someone who can introduce me here? How can I get positioned at that next level? And it requires a global village, right? And that's what you're saying. Those people who I meet so many people who, you know, they're so passionate about what they do and they can do amazing things. But, you know, you don't want to be a solo champion. You want to actually find your partners and there's partners in 
any sphere, whether, you know, we're talking STEM here and health equity and opportunities with, you know, empowering people with, with water and the value of, of that on their own health and wellness. But, you know, any yeah. other project, the same concept happens that once you have reached to a level that you, you know, start up something and you're, you're set to scale up, to have true impact and then to really make that global, you have Absolutely. to partner up. You know, and there are people there everywhere. If you don't have a tribe, join a tribe. I have a tribe. You have a tribe. Lumbi has tribes. All of these people have tribes. They don't even cost you money. Right? No. You just reach out and say, "How do I? How do I be part of that? How can you?" Yeah. yeah. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Exactly. Sometimes, you know, we don't want to bother people, mm. and I get a lot of rejection, <laughs> but you working towards that one, yes. yes. I have reached out to individuals for help without even a response. Yeah. Without even a no thank you. But you have to believe in your cause enough to continue advocating for, you know, for the bigger picture. Yes. And know that what you're doing is worth the sweat, the tears, and that your work is not in vain. Mm. So don't let a no stop you. Don't let a disappointment stop you. Don't let a rejection stop you. You know, take it on in and convert it to positive energy to keep moving. Mm. Because we got work to do. We got to make a difference. And like I said, that difference is not only for today, but for generations to come. Oh. Beautifully said to finish up this discussion today. Oh my gosh, I hope listeners you have been taking notes as Michelle has been talking. That was absolute gold, you know, to actually just, you're backing yourself when no one's watching. You're expecting to have those knockbacks. You're expecting rejection, rejection, rejection because you're pioneering, because you're pushing for things that aren't already done. You know, to be a change manager means you're bucking a system. People like the default comfort. They like what they've had, otherwise they would have changed it. Even if they don't like it, they don't like the pain of changing. They don't like the discomfort that has. So it requires people like you, Michelle, you know, like other change agents around the planet to actually just go and say, you know what, we can do better. And I'm yeah. not going to be a, I'm not going to be a solo operator on this. I'm actually going to do the hard work like you've done on your programs, your books, your podcasts, be the real deal lead by example be sitting at the table when someone else arrives and goes you know well you know i'm so glad you've joined me be ahead of the game and i love the way and, you represent and when your time comes turn around and invest and like you say pay it forward pay it forward bring people along with your journey and then help them you know and that's what the other half of this is and this program's all about connecting people and actually yeah have you you know I, I advise the listeners as as they're spending their day today you know have you actually gone and you know acknowledge someone else today whether it's on linkedin facebook to themselves personally in a voicemail you know you're awesome girl keep going you know how delightful it is when you pick up your phone and you've got a message or even a voicemail and so i believe in you you keep going what you stand for is amazing or i would love to introduce you to this person i know because they're going to really help you do something that really does not cost you anything even if it does cost you but like most things kindness does not cost 
you know things being helpful does not cost empowering women particularly who are just soldiers in their area does not cost you it just says you go girl and if i can help you i will and do it before they ask you because we know the default how many times have you wanted something that you don't ask everyone i coach globally they go they'll all say i feel you know uncomfortable asking you know we've got this loveliness inside us that we don't want to bother people but so therefore you know ladies and gentlemen listening in be kind anyway be kind before they ask for it be kind and generous before they, you know, they say, I need this. You just watch people and go, I can help you and be a blessing. So, yeah. and help others rise. And we welcome any type of help and support we can get. Because sure. together we are strong. Absolutely. Stronger. Yeah. So let's finish this program. Tell me uh, the best link. How can people find you, Michelle? How can they help you? What is what is what are a couple of things that they can do today to actually help you in what you're trying to achieve and also bring them on that journey? My my dream, uh, as far as both my Water Buddy project and my movie on cystic fibrosis, which is uh, 54 years late and it has won about 30 film festivals. Um, My dream is for someone to come to the table and say, we can help help you bring it to the big screen Mm -hmm. and get you in front of the right people. Because I want children to see these characters on the big screen. And again, as they eating their cereal, whether it's Kellogg's or General Mills, to pull out Water Buddy and say, ooh, let me get my cup of water, uh, you know? So I wanna do that. And also if you're in the education field uh, and you touch uh, the elementary um, grade school or, or um, system in any capacity, please reach out to me. And you can reach out to me on both my websites. Again, my water buddy, like a best friend buddy, mywaterbuddy.com. And my other website is noaself, N-O-A-A-C-F.org. Or find me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook. On Facebook, I'm Michelle1L, wise, like the wise O-L, right with a W. So I can be found. Just Google me. <laughs> Michelle, I'm not hiding. <laughs> All our spells, reach out to Annie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, All of your details will be on my podcast platform, my website, my YouTube channel. uh, And uh, you will definitely, if you you, um, need Michelle and you you even can't find her through all of that, definitely reach out to me and I will put uh, you in touch with her. And most importantly, what I'm hearing is if you work for a school, if, if you're an educator anywhere in the world, particularly if you are working, listening in and you work for, you know, we're talking big business here. If you're a Netflix operator, an influencer, someone who can get this content onto screen so it just comes alive, that's right. While someone, kids turning on, you know, their their Nickelodeon or cartoons, they want to actually have a healthy 
animated story going, yes, I am going to just get pick up my water bottle and drink it because it is cool, you know, and that's just a social change. This is a attitude that society values something. And that's what change is all about. You know, we have these massive uh, frameworks of thinking because some celebrity or someone said it was cool. So therefore we do it's default. So we need yeah. to make water the choice of water, the value around water, uh, a yeah. default decision because it's a cool thing to do right it's because it's the right thing to do it's actually not even a decision moving forward that's what you want and this is a project fully developed the uh, scripts are already completed the characters are completed we're ready to go like I said we're at the table we're just ready to serve we just need someone to show up and join us. Exactly. And celebrity voice people with awesome voices. Hey, get your voice behind this. You know, we want you to go, hey, I'd love to do that. I will be the I'll be one of those characters in the water tales. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's how it happens as well. You know, we've known that even and you know, here in Australia, you know, Nicole Kidman has actually, you know, read a book and went, I want to be a producer of that, that into a movie. I want to make sure that Nicole you know, call me. Call me. I'm not kidding. Go, Nicole. Call Michelle. Uh, we'll see what we can do. You know, that's yeah, she has kid in her name, Kidman. So she's in <laughs> And she has kids. So come on, come on, Nicole. Make this happen. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? It's actually saying, you know, and you can hear by the conversation that we're having, actually assume it's possible. Why is this not possible? It is possible. They're just people who have influence and opportunity to make things happen. So if you're that person, reach out. We want to make this happen. This needs to happen. Uh, and um all, all, all honor and uh, glory to you, Michelle. You're just an awesome woman. You're doing oh, incredible. You. I feel the same about you and, and happy Thanksgiving. It was important to do this today because I'm so grateful for not only you and, and this opportunity, but just all the individuals coming together to make a difference. So some of the parts that makes a difference. So some of the parts, the synergy, synergy. Yeah. All about the synergy. Thanks so much yeah. for being on my program today. Thank you again. The best is yet to come. That's my story and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Memoirs of Successful Women. You can find me at anniegibbons.com where you can download my free resources, get connected on social and check out my online magic transformation program. If you love this show, feel free to subscribe to future episodes and, of course, share it with your friends. I'll see you again soon and until then, happy podcasting.